Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Coming to you live from the Ray Horseman Studio in North Hollywood, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, safes, those big metal boxes that hold jewelry and money. How do you crack one? Especially when it's your own and you can't remember the combination. Paul Gordon of SoCal Safe is here to help us unlock the mystery of safes. Plus, Valentine's Day is coming up. Ernest Hemingway wrote, If my Valentine you won't be, I'll hang myself on your Christmas tree. That sums up this show's conflicted feelings about courtship. Paul and I will do rhetorical battle about the value of romance. Who will be left holding a rose and who a thorn? I'm Adam Felber, the man who keeps this show's conversational dial spinning towards the right combination to unlock a topic. And now, please welcome the woman who takes an acetylene torch to any conversational safe, Paula Poundstone! Thank you so much. Welcome, Paula, and uh, thank you to tonight's house band, returning champion guitarist, Ryan Gabrinetti. Fantastic, Ryan. Thank you. Hey, Paula, we're closing in on Valentine's Day, and uh, I think we're both happy about that, aren't we, for different reasons? I don't like Valentine's Day. What? I'm happy for the rest of you, but, uh, you know, I'll get my chocolate myself. Thank you. That's how I feel about oh, is that Valentine's how you feel? Okay. Day. So I do. To you, yeah. all Valentine's Day is other people giving other people chocolate. Yeah, it's just I, I don't know the whole thing. It just the whole thing feels forced. That's all. It is a little forced. Yeah, it can be really awkward until you get good at it. It's a really awkward. Until you get day. good at it. Yeah. Are you good at it? Would you say? I think I'm getting good at it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? Uh, it depends on it depends on the the year. Uh huh. We don't go out to dinner is what we do. Yeah. We don't go out to dinner. I'll tell you why. You fast. No. <laughs> and I, I now understand my mom. When I was a kid, my mom would say, don't you dare take me out to dinner for Mother's Day. And I'd be like, why? And she's like, because then I have to go out to dinner and see all these other moms who get trotted out once a year, get a flower pinned on their lapel, and you know they're out at the restaurant. I don't want to be that mom. Uh huh. She was bitterly jealous of these other moms? No, she didn't want to be one of those moms. Oh, she didn't want to be like she that. Th- she felt that that, you know, that looked forced to her. Uh-huh. And yeah. I feel the same way when I go out to dinner on Valentine's Day, so I don't yeah. do it anymore. You just don't want other couples to see you. I don't want to be one of the couples, you know, being herded through the corral of love. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a great name for a song. The Dolly corral. Parton. <laughs> Dolly Parton. Where's Dolly Parton? So what are your plans? You don't know. You're gonna. It's, I'll uh, probably it's, make Jeannie a really nice dinner. Uh, uh-huh. If we can get babysitting for the kids, that would be great. It would uh-huh. be nice to just spend the night, you know, just hanging with Jeannie. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And then? And then what? You know. Oh, you're asking if we're going to have sex? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. Not that it's your business, but no, yeah. No, it isn't. Uh, Adam, answer the phone. What? <laughs> Just Why answer, would I... answer the phone. I know exactly yeah. where this is answer, going, Paula, and I don't want to answer the uh, phone. Uh, Adam, Velma, uh, life is not uh, all cummerbunds and, 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 and cotillions. You answer the phone right now. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's our hand puppet, Mrs. Culpepper. Um, all right. Hello? <laughs> I knew it. Hello? Hey, you've reached Nobody Listens to Ball of Poundstone, and you're the 12th caller in our 100-caller contest. Congratulations. Uh, just a 88 to go. Who, who is this? Hello? Is she even talking? No, she's not. Hello? Is this Winnie Feynman by chance? Winnie? Winnie, is that you? Winnie, I'm going to hang up the phone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe you should just hang up. Yeah, I, just hang up. I'm going to hang up. Wow, there we go. That is hang weird. Up. Wow, that's not oh. weird. That's, oh, that's my upsetting. God. Um, that's... Uh, oh, speaking of which, you mentioned the 100th caller. We are having the 100th caller contest. Yeah, I only brought that up because it was so awkward to listen to her cry like We're that. Ha- <laughs> well, she's heartbroken. We're having a contest. <laughs> Our 100th caller wins any appliance from Roger Federer's appliance store. It's and called Federer, and it's not Roger Federer's and store. And a chance to hang out after the game with Adam Felber. That is not going to happen. But no, it's a hundredth caller concert. We've made I've a never promise. agreed to a hundredth caller concert. We've made this is the a third promise this. to our listeners. That's... I did not make any promises. No, we've to our made a promise to our listeners. This is it's a... certainly abusive. so. Hundredth caller, call in, and of course, uh, the hundredth caller wins a chance to hang out with uh, Adam Felber. Uh, and yeah, any no. any appliance you want neither, from uh, ne- neither of Roger those things Federer's. are a thing. Um, no. of course it's a a, a thing. An- a- Adam, answer the phone. An- really? Answer the phone. No. Yeah, go ahead. Answer the phone. See now, this, this is gonna this is gonna be terrible. Okay, no, go ahead. Hello. Hey, Adam, it's me, Mike Boom Boom Boniface. I'm actually I'm, relieved to hear from you, Mike. Am, am I the hundredth caller, man? You're not. You're caller number thirteen, as far as I can tally. Oh, fuck! I heard you say you were gonna have sex with your wife tonight. After, the, after that, do you want to hang out? Like, no! Go look for some chicks or something? Mike, that makes no sense at all. Yeah. For one, no. No, for... just warm up with your wife. You know what I mean? Just warm up with your wife. Then we'll go some... We'll go... I got a good water and go. We go find some chicks. You want to do that? I absolutely don't want to do that, Mike. For one, it would mean hanging out with you, which I don't ever do. And for no, two... No, we hang out after the game all the time. You have, hang out. I've never even... I don't even know what you look like, Mike. <laughs> Uh, I'm a good-looking guy, Adam. I, I, I'm a good-looking guy. I don't care, Mike. Yeah. You're a good-looking guy? Yeah, I'm a good-looking You know, Mike, Mike, Mike. I'm into chicks, man. I'm into chicks. Mike, would you describe yourself, including what you're wearing right now? Yeah, I'd I'm love a, to hear a description. I'm a good-looking And I think guy. all the chicks out there would love to hear what you look like. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, I'm a good-looking guy. Yeah, well, uh, some details. What are you wearing, Mike? Uh, Adam, man, I'm into chicks, I told you. What do you mean, what am I I'm wearing? I'm just wondering what oh, you're wearing. Man, Is this that... is a little creepy. Oh, I'll Mike, tell you. you're totally taking this I, the I wrong way, to, Mike. I'm going to have to keep some distance from you when we hang out after the game, you know what I mean? I think Because I'm should... into chicks, man. All uh, right. Yeah, I'm excited about Valentine's Day. Because, what are you going to do? Well, you know, I spent a little time with my wife, but, uh... You're married? Yeah! Fuck you, I'm married, but that doesn't mean I don't... <laughs> to know, who? Uh, my wife! What's her name? We haven't. We're not that close. I don't know. <laughs> You're not married, Mike. I'm not married. Uh, look at. Uh, I'm gonna call you back because I really, I really, I really want this hundredth call thing, man. All right, uh, yeah, it's not so a thing. What? Uh, what? What number am I? 
You were 13, Mike. Oh, oh, boy. But it doesn't so matter. So close. So close. That's not oh, mathematically true. All right. All right. I'm true. psyched, Adam. I'm psyched. Okay. All right. Talk to you later, man. Bye. Talk I'm... to you later. Okay. Adam, I have a word. A word? I have a word. Well, Paula, I'm relieved to hear it. So. This yeah. Is, this has been a really tough thing. So you're not doing anything for Valentine's Day. Um, I think I'm working. What, 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 what night of the week is it? It's a Friday. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm working. All right. Filming you and your wife. Um, oh, <laughs> wow. Can I, can I get Mike back on the line? Well, it's, my, Mike is the guy who's sending me with my camera. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, no, I, I'm working. I forget where, but uh, I imagine by the end of the show, I'll, I'll You'll be probably ready announce to it, pr- yeah. pr- promote yeah. where I'm working. So I have a word, Adam. It's elide. Elide or elide? Elide, actually. It's a verb that means omit a sound or syllable when speaking. Uh, The second meaning is join together, merge. Here, I'll use it in a sentence. Okay. Mike Boom Boom Bonifat has a tendency to elide when saying his own name. Yeah, he often goes bump. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, he's a guy that does that. Uh, Is is elide the root of that word elision? No, an elision, I think it's when you... Leave something out. No, it's when you've got like a big gash in the side of your head No, or that's something. a lesion. The word elision, E-L-I-S-I-O-N. I would imagine elide is the You know, when you've got a big gash on the side of your head, you don't worry about pronunciation. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that lie yeah, exactly where it is. That's true. Listen, we've learned lots of words on this show, Adam. Yeah. I'd sound quite learned if I could remember them. That's true, um, and you, so you can't. I've created a vocabulary song to try to tattoo the words on the inside of my brain. Yeah, yeah, you have. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I, I keep pointing out that there's a problem with your vocabulary song. What's that, Adam? In that, in that, you don't do it the same any week, and and thus, as a as a memory jogging device, it doesn't it doesn't really help cognitively. You know, Adam, I got one thing to say to that. Is it answer the phone? This week's word is elide. It's a verb that means omit a sound or syllable when speak. Last week's word was oshios. It sounds a bit like Oreos, but it's not. It's an adjective that means serving no practical purpose, producing no useful result, futile, kitchen tile, no futile. The week before that, we had glimmer free. It's a noun that means confused jumble or medley of things. Hodgepodge, who's podge, hodgepodge. Going back in the stack, we add up some math. It's Feel a free noun to that play means along, a person who begins a... or continues to study or learn late in life. I hope I can be an optimath when I get to that point. Adam doesn't think my stomach is wrecked. Replicable, 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 but I do, I do, I do, I do. Okay. Tell me that. Yeah, that's great. You know, that, that, that is, uh. I want to, um, I want to read you, uh, uh, something, Paula, from a, from a university's, uh, website, from a Cogside department. It's about it's about uh, memory songs, okay? Yes. Yeah. Um, music allows us to chunk lyrics together by linking words and phrases in a tune. The melody and the rhythm act as a great framework that we can attach the text to, making it easier to recall later. You know, in maybe this they way, would want me to be a speaker in their class, and I, I could think present. You'd, 
in a very real way, you'd be a great example for I this I would class. be a great example. What, are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah, because yeah. I think you're a this great example. This week's word is... Yeah, again, the, the... forget already. <laughs> yeah, what's he lied. This? Yeah, and what is it? Don't don't look at you. Lied. Ears. Yeah, keep going. Sing, sing the memory part. I didn't memorize it. I, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's a memory song. If right, you didn't memorize you it, it's useless. Even a memory song you don't memorize instantly. Well, sing some Wait, of the. Early... I have some really good news. What's that? Hold on. <laughs> I'm a little scared. All right, I'll be right back. Pa- Paula's actually getting up and leaving. She says she she says she has some good news and she's um she says that she's taking a bathroom key with her. Um, Paula, you realize we're still taping, right? Well, we can stop down. Don't you worry about me. We're gonna stop taping, or maybe we just leave it on. Well, um, Paula has left the studio. I don't really know if we're gonna keep this part. Uh, Ryan, feel free to give me some accompaniment here, cause uh, uh, that's uh, this is awkward. Uh, you know, I should point out to our listeners that another miracle that happened tonight is that Bonnie Burns is running late. Um, so um, uh, there's been no extraneous noise in the studio whatsoever. And now uh, Paula has left me alone here on the mic, and I just want to talk to everybody on this uh, upcoming Valentine's Day. Hey, out there, nobodies, and you know who I'm talking to. Yes, you. You're looking awful good tonight. And I want you to have yourself the sweetest possible Valentine's Day. I want you to light a fire, (laughs) sit yourself down in front of it, say, hey, Alexa, play me some Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Take out a bottle of champagne, crack it open with somebody you love, and listen to your favorite podcast. Oh, yeah. There's a lot to love on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. As long as you don't count the vocabulary song. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, it's not really a song at all, is it? But here's a song from me to you. I feel so unsure. Now, I'm not going to sing to you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to let you sing to me, because that's how we roll here at Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. You make the songs, we just play them to eat up the time. <laughs> I honestly don't know what I'm going to do if Paula never comes back, because uh, then the title of our show will come true, because there'll be nobody listening to Paula Poundstone. Uh, let me check in with everybody who's here tonight. Ray Horseman, how you doing over there, man? Ray Horseman's giving me two fingers up. which He might be telling me to go fuck myself in England. But we're not in England tonight. Ryan, you're sounding good. How are you? He says he's pretty good. Pod Puppy, what's going on? How's my Tony Anita Hall doing? All right. And wait, coming in here, ladies and gentlemen, to coming in here and making noise while we're recording something, I'd like to welcome Captain Crinkle, Bonnie Burns. We're actually taping Bonnie. Okay, Bonnie, if you have something to say, maybe you should say it to the microphone. You're kind of breaking a mood here, Bonnie. We're doing a Valentine's Day thing. You did? Okay. There's a bag of garbage right in front of the gate, and you have to pull the gate over the garbage to get it. Okay, that's kind of breaking my mood a little bit, Bonnie. It's a first. It's not really a Valentine's thing. No, it's not. No. All right. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Bonnie. (laughs) All right. I'm starting to lose that repose 
Because having been alone here for a while, now I've got Bonnie Burns. And now I've got Paula Poundstone back, so that's something. Um, all right, so one more time. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you. Welcome back, Paula. Hey, uh, I might need it again, Tony. Don't, send, don't make it go too far away. We're still taping. Uh, okay. Oh, here's a bathroom key, by the way. Uh, wow, this is the mood is really shattered right now because we we really had a thing happening while you were gone and now you're. Did you? uh, we got up. I have such great news. What's that, Paul? Are you ready to hear this? This is exactly what you said right before you. Uh, I do. Left. I have such great news. What's that? Cardi B is working on a vocabulary song. What? Yeah, I have a friend who has a friend. And Cardi B is working on a vocabulary song. I'm not sure I believe that. It's true. Hello, words, you can't fuck with me. I don't dance now. I make word songs. I don't gotta dance. I don't gotta fuck that dude, cause I know the word turpitude. Have a lapsus lingui in my pussy, cause you know I'm not that fussy. Wow, that was Cardi, huh? Yeah. Wow, you know, if I'm I was worried so that the excited. Valentine's mood was shattered when Bonnie came in, now we're done. <laughs> now we're just absolutely done. Oh, boy. Yeah, boy. How, how about that for a Valentine? When did you, did you hear that while you were out in the bathroom? Or? Uh, uh, no, I got word, um, like, I don't know, yesterday. I didn't want to tell you guys I wanted to be a surprise. But and, she, that, and that was it? That was it no, then? that's not it. That's part of, you know, she sent me the beginning. Uh, she, <laughs> she rhymed pussy with fussy. Yeah. That sounds like more of a poundstone thing, where it looks the same on the page. So you're gonna go. People ahead get us confused all the time. <laughs> okay, so uh, I guess yeah. we can expect more of that in the. Uh... Hello, words. You can't fuck with me. Oh my god! Wow. It's gonna be so. Uh, tell me that isn't gonna shoot right to the top. Tell me that isn't going to recur on another episode. Uh, uh no, it's it's. Uh, I'm so <laughs> I'm so excited. I don't know if she's gonna come in and do it. I don't uh, know but either. Apparently, uh, I mean, look, ca- I just want to see Cardi B. If you're listening right now, the beginning is fantastic. It's really great, Cardi. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Um. Okay. Coming up, Ludwig Wittgenstein said philosophical problems can be compared to locks on safes, which can be opened by dialing a certain word or number, so that no force can open a door until just this word has been hit upon, and once it is hit upon, any child can open it. We'll learn all about cracking open safes like a child when we return on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Hey, Paula. You know... Every once in a while, we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our 
class put on a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And I played I played Peter Quince. There. There's the connection. One of the mechanicals. That's a great connection. Also, yes, has nothing to do with this, which is that um, Quince is an online clothing store. And as you know, Paula, I've, uh, I've lost a little weight lately. Oh, right. 75 pounds. Yeah. So I literally have no clothes that are in my size until I just ordered some stuff at Quince. And I figured like, here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself. A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got yes. the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got oh. the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i I think my eyes closed they're so co it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that, too. Like, so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they're European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kind of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. Quince sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. Nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code. On this day in unremarkable history, Charles Manson's lawyer said, A swastika on your forehead, huh? Well, it's not the worst idea you've ever had. <laughs> We're back. Paula, hey, you have a safe at home. I do have a safe at home. Do you have a safe room? Uh... No, I don't have a safe room. I have, you should think about that. It's in my. It's, it's, uh, it's not in my, a safe. It's in my walk-in closet. And thanks for telling our listeners where to find your yeah. safe. Well, they don't know where the walk-in closet is. It's, it's in your bedroom, right? It's in my neighbor's house. Um, <laughs> so every week after we tape here, and I go back to my house. One of the first jobs I do is uh, 
open the safe to take some cash out for next week's show. Instead of taking it out before you come to this. Because I'm afraid I'll forget. So you you get home uh, from taping. Yeah. And take out cash. And what do you do with that cash? I put it in a backpack. Because criminals never think to look there. Okay. Um, but anyways, I, and I'll tell I've you. I've already got so much that I want to ask. I'm, and I'm so not going tired to. when I get home from taping this show. Believe it or not, you guys, it's a lot of work. I get home from taping the <laughs> show. Believe it or not, you guys, you have no idea. And it must take me 30 minutes to get into that safe. Really? I'm hoping it takes the criminals just as long. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I turn it left, right. I set it. It's on the numbers. And then I go to pull the handle and it won't open. And then what do you do differently the last time? Because I, have I think no you should idea. do that the I just, first time. I try time. again and try again and try again. And this ruined junior high for a lot of people. Oh, all of us had troubled our lockers yeah. in junior high. Yeah. Um, You'd see boys crying in the hall over their locker. That's what they were crying about, yeah, absolutely. Over their over their locker. Yeah. Therefore, that's yeah. why I wanted to talk to Well, a, we have someone here who knows all about safes. His name is Paul Gordon, and he's a strategic alliance manager at Southern California Safe Company. SoCal Safe has been providing the nation with the highest quality safes and security equipment since they first opened in, get this, 1915. Please welcome Strategic Alliance Manager Paul Gordon. Good evening, Paul and Adam. Paul, welcome to the show. Paul, I'm so glad you're here, and I gotta say, you do not look like you were born in 1915. (laughs) You know that is you're 100 percent correct. I just feel that with someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll uh, yeah. Safes will weigh you down over time. Now, um, let's talk safes. Why is what's Paula's problem? First of all, well, first thing I would tell you to do is upgrade to a digital lock. Upgrade my digital lock? Mm, no, you have a mechanical lock right now with dial. I have the kind that you turn. Right. Those, yeah. Those right. Are, left. Right. Yeah, and that's part of your problem. Unless it's a graded lock, a UL approved lock, that combination can be off. Your number 30 could be 29 or it could be 31. Oh, and as, oh. As they so get in order older, to get it right, she has to get it wrong at this point. Exactly. Oh. So on a less expensive safe, the lock won't have as good a quality mechanism. Uh-huh. And what you're experiencing, what most people experience over time, they just get tired of turning the dial. Yeah. And they leave their stuff on top of the safe. Oh, oh. Well, I don't leave my stuff on top of the safe. Well, maybe but... you should think about it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's better there than the backpack. No, no, it's all, it's all, no, I mean, eventually I get it open, but, uh, uh, so, all right. So how, how old is your safe? Um, only a couple years. Very personal question. Yeah. No, the reason I ask is this, if it's an older safe, it may need to just be maintenanced. Oh, I didn't even know you were supposed to maintenance them. Over a period of time, those dials get out of adjustment. Right. And a good locksmith can come out and recalibrate it so it's more accurate. But Paul oh. says it's not an old safe. Oh, no, well, it's a few years old. I mean, it's not well, what 100 is a few years old. Like, I, don't, I can't I mean, remember. But Two but years there, there shouldn't be. Two, two, it shouldn't be no, two years. You sh- shouldn't be doing what you're doing. How, how, okay. About how long do they keep their calibration, perhaps? Usually about seven to 10 years. Oh, okay. Well, then it's not. I know it's, it's not, not that, that right. old. Now, if, if, say, I hired a safe. Cracker, or even a safe calibrator. Why would you hire a safe cracker first? Okay, no. What if? I, okay, what if I hired a safe calibrator and he came over and, and he would naturally he would say to me, "Well, what's the combination?" Mm-hmm. And I tell him the combination, and now he works on it. He goes, "Okay, that should work fine." And then I pay him, and he leaves. Do I have to worry now about him coming back and breaking into my safe? A locksmith is generally who you want to call. Uh huh. Who would be certified? They're generally bonded. They're licensed by the state of California with a very thorough background check. Oh, wow. And all that information is very private. 
and I doubt that in six weeks he would remember your combination. Oh, because he's going to have had so many others exactly. since yeah. then? We were working hundreds of safes every month, and I can tell you, our, tech, our senior technician, he can't tell you the last combination he did. Huh. Well, right. that's why I tape my combination to the top of the safe. See, not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> not a good idea. Now, no, I'm kidding. Can I you crack a safe? I can open any safe given enough time. Given enough time. So our company is really three companies in one. We build safes. Uh We manufacture banking equipment, so we build vaults, and we do cash automation. So with enough time, I can open a small home safe, or I can open a bank vault. Wow. You could open a bank vault. We could open a bank vault. Have you ever worked for Gringotts? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what Gringotts? It's the bank in Harry Potter. You knew that, yeah. Yeah. now, do you when you when you when you crack a safe, do you use a stethoscope? So that's an old that's an old kind of wives' tale. So I brought an example. I know your viewers at home can't see this. Oh, they're gonna oh, love yeah, this. Oh yeah, that's Look all right. That. We'll it's take a, a picture of but it. That's we'll post what, it. That's what it looks like on the inside. So uh-huh. this is what's called a group two lock. Uh-huh. So that's the that's a medium quality lock. Uh-huh. There are three wheels in that lock. There's three wheels in the if lock. It's three wheels, and it's a three it's number combination. It's in a little square uh, metal uh, so box. It's a, yeah, so it's about the size of a pack of cigarettes. Uh huh. Yeah, about it's about thick. the size of a pack of cigarettes, <clears throat> just like he said. Uh. And then on the the other side, this is where the the shaft would come through. Uh huh. And then the dial would be on the outside. I see. Okay. So there's a manip- hole, and the shaft goes through, and the dial will be on the outside, just like he said. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not really helping our listeners visualize. I'm it translating. If you just say what he. Says. Yeah, I'm I'm, tr- I'm translating for people who don't speak safe the so way me and Paul do. It all <laughs> it all boils down to this little mechanism. Uh-huh. This is what will either lock your safe or not lock your safe. Uh-huh. This little bar has to either come in or go out. Very simple. So when you put the right combination of numbers in, it makes the bar go out or in or in. Uh huh. Your safe will be open or closed. Wow. Uh-huh. So on this type of lock, which is called a Group Two lock, uh-huh. you notice there's one um, needle, if you will. Uh-huh. And that's what clicks. And so you can listen to it with a, with a thesoscope. Oh, so as you turn the dial, the little piece resting on that, that I assume that's what you're calling the, the needle, right. um, makes like a click, click as it goes. Exactly. Oh. And that's what you're hearing. Uh-huh. So on a group two lock like this one, yeah. it only has one of those bars or needles at the top. Mm-hmm. A group 2M, which is what we use on all of our safes, is a high security. There's two of these. Oh, so it goes it, click, click. So you don't know clicks. you don't know well you don't know which click you're listening to. Oh. So that's what a group two M does for uh-huh. you. So uh-huh. like on your safe because you're getting a lot of manipulation in there. Yeah. I could probably open your safe by just using simple things like a thesoscope, something like that. Uh-huh. But, okay. That's why I'm not telling you my address. Okay. Okay. So with the two, <laughs> with the two clicks, then you'd have to. Um, You'd have to try it two times, two times, two times, right? In and order to get it right. There's 99 numbers on that, so oh, that's a yeah, lot when, of time. When you said you could open and an, you know any safe if you had enough time, yeah. Are you just trying different combinations of numbers? <laughs> well, essentially, what Jesus, we, you need like enough time and meals. So it, it depends on and you're, it depends on the kind of lock. So yes, it is a lengthy process. I can't tell you the specifics of it, but we can go inside the safe examine something inside the safe, and then try those various combinations that we see. Uh-huh. I see. Oh, okay. I see. Uh-huh. So what we're looking at is to try to get close to that. 
Uh-huh. Excellent. Did you see the Mentalist episode? Yeah. Do you know that show? Mm-hmm. Okay, where Patrick, the criminal, the guy that was dead was a, a locksmith, mm-hmm. and his wife, Patrick, suspected her of having more information. She said she didn't know how to do it, so he took her cat and shoved it in her safe yeah, and, locked and the then safe. locked the door, and right. then, with of course, she rushed over and opened right. it, proving yeah. that she did know. Yeah. Boy, that could have gone bad real fast. <laughs> Or really slow, actually. What? Oh, if she didn't know how? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they could have called Paul. Give it enough time. Yeah. He right. can get any lock so Paul, open. Paul, we, did, we did, open you've seen that episode? Yeah. You know, you know that never happens on this show. <laughs> Paula says, did you see this episode of F Troop where uh, Don Rickles was playing a Native American? And, and, and usually the, the guest says no. Yeah. Well... Wherever there are safes involved, they tend to, it tends to pique my interest. So. Yeah, sure. So, what did you do? Go through like the TV guide, and it said this <laughs> week, just... this this week, the the, the, exactly. the crime centers on a, a locksmith. My my phone alerts me. Yeah. Um, now, when were safes invented? Early eighteen hundreds. Wow. Uh, the early safes didn't have. So your company was kind of late to the game. Ah, uh, I know. Nineteen fifteen. We, we, we were we were playing catch up. <laughs> So the old, like in the movies when they show, like, you know, on the train, they always were blowing up a safe on a train. Right. Um, oh, yeah. So were those not good safes? Or were there ever safes on trains that made it without being uh, uh, breached? <laughs> Absolutely. They, in the early, um, late part of the 1800s, 1930s, they changed the doors on the safe from square to round. They found that if they put dynamite or explosives or nitroglycerin on the inside of the door, it blew the square door and safe off. So a lot of manufacturers went to a round door, which couldn't be blown off. Why couldn't oh, it be blown wow. off? Because of the shape of the door. Okay. Wow. That's huh. really interesting. Yeah, I don't know why the shape of the door would change whether or not you could blow it off. Is it because when they were dropping it in on, on a flat surface because it was square? It Where did to, they put the dynamite? I, I think it also had to do with the thickness of the door. They made the doors a lot deeper. Uh-huh. Well, that has nothing to do with the shape. No, but the round doors were deeper, and oh. so you couldn't take dynamite to them. It didn't. The force of the explosion didn't open the door. What oh, it was wow. was a lot of these criminals were very dumb, and so the instructions were always tape the dynamite to the corner of the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, so once the round door, it took years, yeah. literally yeah. years, before the, yeah, before them the up. bandits figured that it's, out. It's funny you should say that. I have a video of three guys trying to break into one of our safes, and he's actually on the phone, on the internet, looking up how to break into the safe. Oh, that's funny. How did you get a video of three guys trying security to break cam. into your safe? Security, security cam. Okay, so, but not like the safe at your job. No, not it like was at a, your at it, your store. It was one of our one of our uh, clients. One of your cl- Oh my gosh! I thought, what what a hapless criminal that goes to a safe store. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna get the cash right out of their safe. The easiest yeah. thing in the world. We yeah. go to the safe store. Giddy. They got nothing but safes there. <laughs> Candy from a baby. That's what it is. <laughs> After hours, I figured we could open like 19, 20, even thirty safes overnight. <laughs> Hey, 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 Paul, how did you learn to be a locksmith? I'm not a locksmith. Oh. But. Well, then what does that T-shirt say I'm a locksmith for? It it, it actually says says SoCal SoCal safe. Oh, my mistake. You have to be certified. Locksmithing wasn't something I was interested in. I've always been interested in selling. It's been my lifelong passion. I like to sell stuff. Uh Uh-huh. And selling a safe is a very unique proposition. You have to find the right product for the client. And make it work in his environment. Uh-huh. Not only make it work in his environment, but find a location within the residence or store or whatever where 
it's also safe. Yeah, behind the painting. Uh, a com- a, a, I have. Do you tell him? Have you done something behind, behind the, the painting? painting? Well, it's funny you should mention that. I have a client that just called us because he put his safe behind the painting. Oh there, wow! And, now this is a picture of a safe behind a painting. Right. <laughs> so, don't you think people might look there? Yeah. Wouldn't everybody look there? I mean, first place people check is wall safes. This is a, a non-rated safe, and the core material on that safe is the same stuff that's on your wall. It's drywall. Oh. And the, that's very, very malleable. You can break drywall very easily. Wait, the oh, safe is I made of drywall? drywall. Yeah, that's absurd. If you see, and probably your safe is as well, but here's the way that you can know. My safe is not made of drywall. That's ridiculous. You, what inside, was it? He's talking about what's inside, inside. the building. Was it built by the first little pig? So usually, <laughs> usually, usually inexpensive safes have drywall in them. Uh-huh. So if you paid less than $500, the core material on your safe is drywall, and you can determine that with a simple test. Knock on the top of the safe, and oh. if it sounds a little bit hollow, 99% chance it's drywall. Well, the other thing is, if you go... Roger Rabbit will come out of your it, safe. It absolutely. And he pops open. He can't stop himself. Yeah. Wow. I did, all right. So <laughs> Paul is showing me the various materials that the inside of the safes are made by. And uh, apparently me, Goofus, has mine is made of uh, drywall. I, I'm not saying that, but I would say yeah. it's a good way to test. Well, I think it's under $500. My so safe's not. I would say you're- If I paid for a safe that was more than $500, I wouldn't have anything to put in it. <laughs> Except your money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is my point. Right. That was my money. I was trying to protect my five hundred dollars. I had to use a cheap safe to do it. So here's another common mistake. Where's that five hundred dollars? Is it safe? No. It's it in is the safe. safe. <laughs> it's in the safe. So here's another common mistake people make. Yeah. They don't bolt their safe down. So people it's, just walk away with it. Exactly. Oh uh, no, that safe is so fucking heavy. Yeah, it would take a couple of criminals to get three, that safe. Three or four hundred pound safes are not heavy. I, I would say to my clients, anything under a thousand pounds, you bolt it down. Did you? Because ca- if it's three or four hundred pounds, it's too heavy. Unless you have a hand truck, which well, who carried it in? Yeah, somebody carried it in, and if yeah. they carried it in, bad guys can carry it out. Yeah, Wendell carried it in, but he's amazing. Oh, he's big. <laughs> right. And he he's he's you know when he's not knitting your uh, poundstones pussy pillows. Yeah. He's, no, he sews them. He doesn't knit them. He sews them. When he's not sewing them. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's carrying he's, safes. He's, he's carrying safes around. Yeah, apparently he's Absolutely. got a cat burglar job on the side. Wow. Yeah. All right, so I was supposed to bolt it down. Yeah, I didn't do that. Yeah, that's, um, that's the first thing. And then if you can, put it in a corner. A corner protects two sides of the safe. It also makes it much more difficult to remove from the location. Why is that? Why does the corner make it more Because difficult? you don't have access on all sides. It's, it's harder oh. to pry it up. And the wall oh, is a I surface see. that you're going to use. And so if you're prying it up, the wall helps restrict that movement. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, that, I get that's that. good advice um, on uh, helping us uh, keep the safe safe. When we come back, we're going to ask you how to steal a safe, okay? Okay. <laughs> In Leaves of Grass, Walt Whitman wrote, Unscrew the locks from the doors. Unscrew the doors themselves from the jams. That's one way to pick a lock. Take off the whole door. Stay tuned to discuss the safe-cracking technique with Paul Gordon, right after this. The Cat of the Week is Leonardo DiCaprio from Madrid, Spain. Hey, 
Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. And we're back with Paul Gordon from SoCal Safe here on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Paul, this is all fascinating stuff. Let me ask you this. You design safes yourself, right? 
we have occasion when clients will come to us have a special need. They need somebody as a reverse drop. We want to add doors or take What's doors a reverse away. drop? What does that mean? So in other words, normally a safe will drop from the front. So you drop the make your deposit in the front of the safe, drops down into an internal compartment. I see. On a reverse drop, it drops from the back of the safe. Uh-huh. So why would you want that? In this particular case, we designed a safe that had to go through the wall. So the petitioners on the other side could make a drop a contribution, and it dropped through the snorkel tube into the safe. Petitioners? Well, it was for the Catholic diocese. So you designed oh. a safe for the Catholic diocese? I designed a safe for the uh, Catholic church here in Los Angeles. That's it's the Pope's piggy bank? Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's really fantastic. Um, How did they get in touch with you? Did you come? they come into your store? And were they wearing the robes at the time? We, we've, we've been around for a few years. Yeah. And... We Since 1915. Yeah. Where I, I've been there about that long. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll come and they'll ask who to go to uh-huh. because of our reputation. And by the way, there are a lot of great safe companies around. Right. We've been, been here for a long time. I think what sets us aside and why people ask for us specifically is the way we do business. Yeah. Which e- is what? Every client is like our family. I pick up my phone on Saturday. I'll pick up. You know, uh-huh. at, at two in the evening. Every client is like your family. I, I, you know, I tell so you what, you're you know, driving them to their I, soccer I, games. Yeah, you're doing their fight laundry. On oh see, my god! See, you do understand. <laughs> hey, <laughs> speaking of family, and and you can feel free to not a- answer this question. Have you ever uh, designed a safe for a client where you started to feel like maybe you were designing a safe for a criminal? You know, I have a pretty good sense of who we're working with uh-huh. and the payment method. So we work a lot with the cannabis business. The cannabis uh-huh. business. Yeah. So, yes, because they, they're not allowed to bank. Even though it's legal right. to sell it, right. you, you, they're still not allowed to have bank accounts that they deposit into. So I Is guess that true? Yes. Uh, yeah. What do you mean they can't it's have a bank huge accounts? Pro- it's a huge problem. Ju- they just have to spend it out like... They have so to have they're s- not allowed to save? They have to put it under mattresses or ha- put it in safes because because wow. although it is legal in many states now, it's still a federal crime. Huh. And banking is federally controlled. Am I getting this right? 100%. Wow. That just seems crazy yeah. because we're not really encouraging our cannabis salespeople to uh, have thrift. Yeah, or run a responsible business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have to take it upon themselves. Yeah. And what about taxes and stuff like that? And think what about, about laundering money for the Russians? Yeah. And think about this. The cannabis industry, you can't store your product where you store your cash. Because well, You can't store your product, what, because your cash will smell like pot? Yeah. yeah. Don't will. I know it? Absolutely Ask me will. about my catnip yeah. situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you don't think you've ever designed for like a drug lord? So you could say... Does the name Bill Barr ring a bell for you? Slightly. How about Pablo Escobar? (laughs) I'm not familiar with that one. Uh But you could say we did, prior to the cannabis industry being legalized, we did sell knowing that they were cannabis dealers. Uh Uh-huh. and and we, we tax them just like anybody else, treat them like any other business. Yeah. It's nice. I, yeah. I can't regulate what you do with your safe. Yeah, right. it's not up to you. Hey, product. if there's a head in the safe, that's not your problem. <laughs> right. See, you get the business. Yeah. Nor yeah. are you going to get that out by drilling a little hole in the safe. No, no, no one's going to get to that head. <laughs> no, absolutely certainly not. Certainly not its body. And you said during the break that like people don't use dynamite to get into safes anymore. Oh, well, first of all, it does kind of create a... Uh, a, a nuisance. It, well, uh, it makes a big pro- noise. Your neighbors will probably uh, want no, to. No, there's construction yeah. going on next door to Paula. Honestly, my, my, my neighbors every day with the jackhammer, the construction, not the neighbors themselves, so but the call, construction. It calls attention to you. Yeah, right. sure. And there are 
Especially when you show up with Wiley e. Coyote at your side. Well, People I was going to ask if a safe, ha- safes are really heavy. If it fell on a coyote, would it accordionate the coyote or would it do more damage than that? You know, I think it would more saucer him. You saucer. Know, be like a frisbee. <laughs> See, I knew those cartoons were not accurate. Oh, man. <laughs> um, when I stay in hotels, there are safes like in the closet. And they say, yeah. you know, put your valuables in here. Is that just asking for trouble? Wow. So we sell safes to hotels. Uh-huh. Um, the kind of safe that you have in your hotel room is very easy to manipulate and open. Really? So Why is I, that? It, just the construction. I have a very simple way of telling you how good a product a safe is. Knock on the top of it. Yeah. And you're going to... And if someone knocks back. It, you, yeah. <laughs> don't open the door. Yeah, can you get out from the inside? That's a great question. The answer is no on traditional safes. Uh-huh. Houdini always put a key for the inside of his safe so he could get out of his safe. Oh, Houdini used to put a key inside? That's how oh, he great. Got, that's Ruined how he shows it. for me. <laughs> well, he, uh, he's not going to be doing that. a lot of shows anymore. I got some uh. bad news for you, Paula. <laughs> this is kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, actually, because remember that book, uh, Devil in the White City? Yeah, I love that book. Uh, yeah, it's a really good book. Well, the serial killer in that book, uh, unfortunately, one of his victims, uh, he put her in a big mm-hmm. safe and uh, she didn't yeah. She didn't get out. And there were actually footprints in the wall. And I think the wall was like metal inside the safe, mm-hmm. was it not? Yeah. And they, I mean, like a really strong uh, material, but she dented it trying. Right. Um, creepy. Yeah, I was waiting for the yeah. punchline there. Yeah. There's none no, coming. There's, yeah. there's, there's, there's none coming. Yeah. I, have oh. a, I have a funny little locked in a safe story for you. <laughs> Didn't end well. Um, okay, so uh, let's say Billy Ocean came to you and said, I want you on the team. We're going to go to the Mirage Casino mm-hmm. Hotel, and uh, we're going to break into the safe. Or the Bellagio. Uh, how would you go about doing it? How would you plan your part of it, Safecracker? Well, you have to have someone that's an expert at breaking into safes, and you want to do it in a fashion that people can't find a way. They, they, in other words, they won't know that you've been there. Right. Okay. okay. So we recently had a, a client that someone had broken into their safe. Uh-huh. They drilled the holes and everything. Wow. Well, when we came back and we looked at the placement of the holes, they were in the wrong spot. Huh. The wrong spot. Right. So they went back and drilled the holes, but knew the combination, so they opened the safe. So in other words, the, the where you would drill to put your scope in was in the wrong place. Uh-huh. Oh, so they wanted to make it look like they didn't know the combination. Right. But you were able to figure out that they had to know the combination because the holes were in the wrong That's place. That's correct. Tony that actually figured that out. That is clever as hell. Wow! That was I... like the mentalist! <laughs> <laughs> so do you oh work with God, the police a lot? Good. Like, do they ever do, do they bl- open the safes for themselves after He's a... He's on the account? CBI! Uh, uh, often police departments will try to open the safe themselves. Yeah. Because um, it's fun, right? Not because right, they know of how. Course. And no, they, uh, because some of them are on the take. That's yeah. why. Oh, right. <laughs> and if they destroy the safe, no big deal. We can always open it. Sure. So they always like to try their first hand at it. Uh-huh. But if they're concrete like this, they generally come to us first. Yeah. And we can open it. You know, again, with enough time, we can open just about any safe. Yeah, now. you go one to the left, two to the right, one to the left. Right. Uh-huh. Correct. Two to the left, three to the right, two to the left. Wow, it's like you're you're ready to go work for this company at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you, you, you know, know it takes a lot of time, well, though. <laughs> How many combinations and numbers would that be? It'd be a lot, right? Yeah. I believe that's the tech. Yeah, that's the mathematical answer. A lot. A lot. A lot. Wow. Uh, so, did by the way, the safe you made for the Catholic diocese did it work? Oh, of course. Did it? What do you mean, of course? Well, to this point. <laughs> yeah. What do you so, mean? What do you mean, of course? 
I'm on my way to the Catholic Diocese tonight. To see if you can crack that try to crack that Now that you know so much about it. And Paul, that's a great question. Everything we make gets triple checked. So before it goes, there are three eyes. There are six eyes that look at it. three eyes. That is creepy. That's all on one person. No, it's, it's yeah. three pirates. Yeah. Right. I, <laughs> well, it looks good to me. How yeah. about you? Oh, yeah. I couldn't get in. Three eyes and a parrot. Check out every one of those shapes. Well, thank you, Paul. I got a lot of valuable information out of that. And now we're going to take that information and run it through the old pounce-donator. Paula? Uh, house band Brian Gavernetti, if I could have some music. Nice. People don't use stethoscopes to crack safes, but you can use the stethoscope to tell if there's fluid in the safe's lungs. Then, it should pee in a cup just to see if it's a diabetic. Safes developed in the early 1800s, just about the time people started breaking into shoeboxes. A locksmith has to be certified and go through a thorough background check. Someone that couldn't qualify as a locksmith can still be president. <laughs> SoCalSafe has been providing the nation with the highest quality safes and security equipment since they first opened way back in 1915. Paul Gordon is their strategic alliance manager. Thank you, Paul, for being on our show. That was fantastic. It was fantastic. Thank you, Paul. Coming up, this show is hot in the United Arab Emirates. It's Adam! What? Answer the phone! What, really? Man! I'm doing a segue, Paula. But Smith is 100th. Caller contest is really taking off. I really wish it would take off. <laughs> um, Answer the phone, Adam. I don't hear it. it, it there it is. Answer the phone. Oh, Jesus. Uh, hello? 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 Am I the 100th caller? Oh, um, no, you're not. I'm sorry. Um, I knew it. I knew it. I, I'm Cher Eva. Cher Eva? And uh, I... I'm a psychic. I, I I just see things. I I knew it. I knew I wasn't. Wow. Well, car. it is a relief to have a new caller. What is she? Is Cher Eva thirteen or or fourteen? She's fourteen. I, I knew it. You knew I that. I knew it. I was the fourteenth caller. I knew uh, well, it. Well, welcome to. Uh, I don't know how anybody's getting a number of a pre-recorded podcast, but we've knew, we've decided I to just put that aside. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say. You know, it's Cher, a burden. Cher, I, Cher. I knew it. Cher. I knew it. Uh, yeah. Just saying, I knew it. After somebody says something, doesn't make you a psychic. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, I do a lot of uh, pet psychic work. I also, knew you'd say that I because it. I too I am a psychic, it. Cher. I knew it. Um, uh, a lot of times, pets, uh, people's pets, uh, really want them to know something, and the pet just waits and hopes that Cher Eva, that's me, will be able to tell their caregivers what they want, but they can't say. So you're a pet psychic. Uh, uh, among, uh, yes, uh, yes. Among what? I knew you were going to ask that. I knew it. I knew it. Okay, good. Um, you have a dog, right? I do. See? See? I no, knew I it. don't, because I talk about the dog on the show. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard the show. Uh, Cher, how are you calling into a show that you've never see, even heard? Cher even knew that. I knew it. Okay. And what's your dog's name? See, I'm gonna. If I say the name, your dog. You, yeah. What's if, your dog's name? If I say the name, Cher, you're just gonna say that Go you ahead, knew say that. It, say it. I'm asking you. Do you. No, do you say it? It's I know better, you first. It's, no, it's better. No, it's better if you say it, Cher. It's. Uh, I really want you to tell me my dog's what's name. Your dog's name. Yes. Uh, uh, okay. You know I, what is not my dog's name? I, you know what? Your dog is a Republican, and that's. That's some, not true. It is. 
It's your dog has wanted to tell you that for okay. a while. My dog Luna is a Republican. Luna, yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. Uh, uh, all right. I'm. I'm. You know. Uh, I'm gonna call back. Uh, well, why were you calling in the first place? Uh, beca- I wanted, because I want to get uh, a piece of appliance from Roger Federer's. <laughs> well, I, I would like to hang out with you after the game. Well, neither of, that, neither of those things Do are going to... Do you want to know who won the game? What game? The game! Who won the game? Uh, the other team. Well, <laughs> well I'm disappointed it. on I, behalf of I, my I team. Knew it. But Cher, before you go, I, I want to ask you a question. I, knew oh, it. I need to ask you a question, yes. Cher, before you yes. before I yes. hang up. Cher Eva, yes. If you want to, Cher Eva, if you yes. want to win this contest, yes. Why didn't you just wait to be the hundredth caller? Ah, uh, I did. You know, I I knew you were going to say that. Right. I, I knew it. I sure. Knew it. Yeah, because it's a logical negative. question. I'm not negative. You're I'm, very negative. I'm That's, a little negative. Yeah, People have it. said that I before. Knew, I knew you were going to say that. I okay. knew you would reject okay. the idea of your negativity when it was presented to you. But okay. Yeah. Uh, all, all right, right. Well, I'm going to call back. I don't think you have to. Anyway, uh, thanks so much, Cher Eva. Oh, boy. Okay. It was nice talking with you. It was nice talking with you. I knew you would think so. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> oh, my God. I knew it. Coming up, as I said, this show is hot in the United Arab Emirates. Of course, everything is hot in the United Arab Emirates. But we'll, uh, we'll take that as a good sign. That's coming up right after this. Fun fact, although the tongue is by far the strongest muscle in your body, get it a few feet away from your body and it really can't do much of anything. Oh, thank you, man. All right, we're back, Paula. Yeah. Guess what? What? You know, our show uh, is ranked number 29 in the United Arab Emirates. Wait a minute. Yeah, thank you, Dubai. 29 with a rocket. Where am I Dubai at? (laughs) 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 Um, That's fantastic. Yeah, thanks. It's our global reach. That's what Captain Crinkle says. Our our global reach. Oh, my God. She thinks the segment is called that or something. I'm not going to be able to go to any country without... 20 people flocking me. Yeah. Yeah, you you got to be careful in the UAE. Yeah. I'm going to have to make a big yeah, like a map and right. and and cross off where I can't go anymore right, because, right, without because... wearing like a mustache, well an additional mustache and uh <laughs> and uh, you know your mustache behind an nose. identical mustache. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I, I got to go uh, yeah, I got to be on What do you know lamb. about the UAE, Paul? Nothing. Nothing? No, well, other thought... than they love us. They sure do. <laughs> Number 29 in comedy podcasts, of course, in the UAE, comedy podcasts are strictly forbidden. <laughs> no, I kid. I so these kid. are people that sneak and they're get it. Sneaking. They they're sneak to the border. Penalty so of death. Technically, they they're listening off. in their neighbor country. Yeah. Uh, well, let's find out. <laughs> We've got our Cracker Jack producer, Tony Anita Hull, here to tell us the need to knows about the UAE. Welcome to Tony Anita Hull. Thank you. Uh, Tony, thank, thank, you. Uh, Tony. thank you for being here, Tony Anita Hull. You're so clever. She's a clever girl. Thank Adam. you, Mrs. She's very clever. Culpepper. We're so proud of her. Yeah, we are, Mrs. Culpepper. It seems like you always come out when Tony appears. Oh, I love Tony. Yeah. I love her like she was my, my granddaughter. I do. Uh, oh, do you have a, a granddaughter? Uh, I do not. I, I do not have a granddaughter. How, your daughter just never had kids. Uh, I, I, I had no children. 
Really? Uh, yeah. Well, it's not too late. I'm sure you and the captain can still get busy. Valentine's Day is right across the corner. Uh, the, the captain is no longer available for uh, uh, sex. Oh, he's uh, he's become <laughs> impotent. Uh, no, no, uh, he's passed. Oh, he, oh. Oh, well, wait, wait, bring the room down, Mrs. Culpepper. Oh, it's a very sad thing. It's a very <laughs> yeah. tragic, uh, tragic incident. I would like to hear no more about that. It's yeah. too sad. It's very sad. He yes. passed. Uh, yeah, no, uh, please, please, no more details, uh, yeah, He's please. poisoned. Really? Poisoned? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a horrifying way to uh, go, Mrs. Tyrotoxism, that is correct. No, let's just uh, leave saying, that where it is. I'm I don't need to know what that is. I'm saying just to warn uh, other people. Uh, the captain would have wanted it that way. Tyrotoxism, which is uh, the poisoning by cheese or other dairy product. Okay, well, that's good to know. Now, let's turn to the UAE. It was a kind of a cheese. It was a particular kind of a cheese. <laughs> I, honestly, Mrs. Culpepper, nobody needs to know it this. A, it, was a, it was the good of the god of Adam Culpepper. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, Tony. It's no, you okay. go ahead. You, so, Tony, tell us a little bit about the UAE. <laughs> no, absolutely. I'm a big fan of you too, Mrs. Culpepper. Well, thank you. And apparently the UAE would tear my ruby satin dress <laughs> off if they could. Probably. So the UAE is a constitutional monarchy at the tip of the Arabian Peninsula, and it consists of seven emirates. Okay. Where, uh, where are Emirates? Emirates are uh, provinces, states. States. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Semi-autonomous yeah. states. Absolutely, huh. like California. Yeah. <laughs> like California. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right, Except so. they're nothing at all like California, are <laughs> No, nothing are they? at all like California. You want to name some Emirates? Yeah, absolutely. So. Hopefully in an amusing song that helps you remember it. Mm, no. Um, so Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Abu Dhabi. Ash- Abu Dhabi. Ajman. This week's Emirate is Abu, Abu Dhabi. Dhabi. See, do. you do remember the song. <laughs> um, all right, so there's Abu, Abu Dhabi. Dhabi. That sounds just like something Scooby-Doo would say. <laughs> That would be Rabu Rabi. <laughs> um, Ajman, uh-huh. Dubai, Fujairah, Ras Al Khaimah. I had Fujairah once. Yes, painful. Ugh. Oh, yeah. yeah. You gotta drink a lot of cranberry juice when you get that. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Sharjah. Wow. And Um Al Kuwain. Um Al Kuwain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Boy, they're gonna. There you you go. know how you know how you look up a word uh, like a dictionary word on the computer sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they'll have someone do the pronunciation for you. Yeah. You are going to get that job for that <laughs> oh, last <dang>. emirate. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I give was... up working for Bonnie Burns? <laughs> no. Never. <laughs> uh, all, right. all right. So, you know, I, I had no idea that that's, that it was, uh, I didn't know that, the yeah. five emirates. They're, they're, they're not the United. United States, they're the United mm, Emirates. I get it. Never even occurred yeah. to me what that meant. Good job. The Very UAE. Good, Adam. United Emirates. <laughs> okay. Um, pa, um, I found this really interesting. Um, Pop. Poppy seeds are a source of opium and are a banned substance in the UAE. Are the laws uh, repressive there? Oh, <laughs> are they repressive? Um. <laughs> well, they won't allow poppy seeds. Well, that doesn't yeah. mean a poppy. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's yeah. an ingredient in a muffin, for God's sake. They won't can... allow. How are they with blueberries and bran? <laughs> Are they as strict with blueberries and bran? Don't even get her started on doesn't sesame seeds. Even... Doesn't seem right. It yeah. doesn't seem right. Cranberry walnut. Oh, my God. Jeez. You get your head cut off. No. No. Um, but get it, if you have papa seeds, you can be thrown into jail. Wow. Uh, and also, uh, a harsh. lot of people have been um, prosecuted and jailed in Dubai for public displays of affection. PDAs. PDAs. In the UAE. Oh, that's what it's called? PDAs? Public, public displays, displays of affection? affection. Mm-hmm. Only in the last... 
Like what, yeah, ki- what? What kind of displays of affection? Like a little, like a little peck on the cheek, that kind of yep, thing. That can, whoa, that can definitely. Whoa, you yep. do time for that. You would do. Doesn't time. that kind of cut into the whole honeymoon tourism business in Dubai? Yeah, definitely. And also, wait a it, minute. Yeah, it's like a big uh, dis- destination. Is. Dubai is a big huge. destination. Are tourists allowed to snuggle on the beach or no? No, absolutely not. That wow. that could get you thrown into jail. And women can't be alone with other men who aren't their husbands. So they have female cab drivers who, if you're a female and you want to ride somewhere, you have to get in with a female cab driver. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I don't see how we're a popular <laughs> podcast there. Oh, well, it must be. We must be, like, underground there or something. You know what I mean? They, yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're dabbling like, us you know, in secret in their cabs. Yeah, yeah well, they, you know, well, they hide behind a shrub at the beach and make out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and ride around with a the woman, rides around with a male cab That's, driver and go. listens to our podcast. Probably with her, her earbuds in. Yeah. Yeah, wow. earbuds yeah. are probably illegal. What else? Do you have a little piece of culture for us? Like maybe a song or something? Oh, I do. I brought the national anthem with me. Oh, boy. That's a, that's um, a big okay, thing. Okay, great. Let's play the national anthem. It's called Ishi Biladi. Oh, Ishi Biladi. 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 I took Biladi. Now, what are they saying here, Tony? Um, long live my country, the unity of our Emirates land. There's five of them. Seven. My you- mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have lived for a nation whose religion is Islam and guide is the Quran. Wow. Not I mean- a lot of separation of church and state right there. <laughs> no. That's the second line of the anthem. Yeah. No. They're cleaved. I, I really, the last lines are, we all sacrifice for you and give you our blood. We sacrifice for you with our souls, O homeland. Wow. There in the middle it says, we work sincerely, work sincerely. And I think that... Let's turn this down a little bit. uh, The fourth to last line is, we never make out on the beach. No, it isn't. (laughs) And and women are not alone with men who are not our husbands. That is beautiful. Right. Uh, Wow. That is a repressive... Uh, state. Yeah, but it's your, it's your, it's not the most repressive. No, no, it's right. not. It's not Saudi Arabia or anything, right? No. Or Afghanistan. Uh, no, they're very rich, though. A lot of oil. Yeah, let's talk about a lot of oil. Like yeah, Dubai is one of, of the richest, uh, like the devil's places on in, in the, yeah. the world, right? They, um, the UAE holds some of about one trillion in assets and reserves through, wow. um, because of its oil, um, through its two major sovereign wealth funds, the Abu Dhabi Investment Authority and the Mubudala. Okay, so that this is where they're keeping their money. Yeah. And they're not spending it on poppy seeds. No. I wonder if there's a relationship between being really, really rich and, like, not being, you know, having no sexual uh, desires. Oh, I don't think they have no sexual desires. I think they're just repressive of those desires. Yeah. Well, I guess I was kind of hopeful because, you know, I have no sexual desires and... Oh, so I was hoping that, that it would could... make me really, really rich. Oh. There you go. I'll move there if I have to. <laughs> 80% of the population are expatriates. 80% mm-hmm. of the population, meaning what is they, it? Ex- they're not from the country. They used to play right. for the team, but they don't now? Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah. now, what do you mean? So 80% of the people aren't from there? They moved there? It's like L.A. Yes, yes. Why would anyone move there? You can't make out on the beach. 
You don't even like making out anywhere. <laughs> no, but that's I, I exactly just, why you would move yeah. there. No, but I, I no, I couldn't take that. I, I couldn't take the heat or the tall buildings. Uh, or the, the, the tallest building in the world is there, isn't it, Tony yeah. Anita Home? Yeah, the the Bur Khalifa is there. Oh, uh, the word burqa the, the, is in the name of their tall building. And the, no, the Bur Burj Burj. Burj. Oh, it's Burj Alicia. Yeah. Burj, Burj Khalifa. Khalifa. Two like, different words. Like Burj Khalifa, but change Wiz to Burj. Oh, I don't think <laughs> you really got her with Wiz Khalifa yeah. there. But that was a noble attempt. Well, thank you, thank you for breaking it down for me, Tony Alina Hall. Thank you, thank you, uh, uh, Wiz Khalifa. Oh, thank you. I'm clear on that now. Thank you. You're welcome. And they also have the largest mall in the world, um, by total area. Wow. Now, yeah. are there, is their malls closing up the way our malls are closing up? I mm-hmm. mean, is their Forever Twenty One shutting down? Are they losing Hello Kitty? Good, these are good questions. Tony Anita yeah. Hall is not answering. Them. Yeah, Tony, she's stonewalling now. Tony's, yeah. yeah. She's, wow, Tony. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, she's in the back pocket of Dubai. Uh, Tony, I want to thank you for wearing uh, the traditional Greek peplos tonight. Um, but what are traditional Arab Emirates clo- for a woman? Is it like just head to toe covered in cloth? Covered. Probably is my best guess. Okay, yeah. so now we've actually we've actually exceeded your <laughs> you, Wikipedia you, research at this point. You, have, you have stumped me with that's that question. So great. That's great that we have expert Tony Anita Hall <laughs> here. How do they dress? Beats me. Come on to come on and guess about the culture of the United Arab Emirates. <laughs> Tony, if you had a best guess as to what the what they eat there, what would it be? Uh, that's also an excellent question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they have a Starbucks. <laughs> oh, that, oh, thank you, Tony. She believes they have a Starbucks. Well, that, that, that's very helpful. Well, Tony, thanks for coming You're by and, and giving us that. About how many stew sticks do you think they go through in a day, Tony? <laughs> she won't be able to answer, Mrs. Culpepper. Oh. All right, UAE, uh, whatever you're doing there, thanks for tuning in. If you want to reach out to us from anywhere around the world, email us at nobodylistenstopaulapoundstone at gmail.com. And speaking of hotel soap, Paula, you're going to be on the road. Where are you going to be performing? I, I, you know, I hate promoting myself. It's the one part of my job that I really loathe is the self-promotion. Well, please, just this once. I'll be in Northampton, Massachusetts on March 14th at the John M. Green Hall at Smith College. And I'll be in Wilmington, Delaware on March 6th at the Grand Opera House. That's Grand Opera House. And you know how much I hate self-promotion, but my manager, Bonnie Burns, says I should also plug my Butterfinger song. You can find Not My Butterfinger on iTunes. Wait, Bonnie, you don't... (laughs) And oh, the my God. Thank you, Captain Crinkle. That was absolutely worth interrupting us for, you Bonnie. You can also the get ringtone. the ringtone. Yeah, how many of no. those have we sold so far? Good thing, good thing we're reminding the listeners on Apparently that Apparently they're flying off the shelf Tony at the United one. Arab Emirates. <laughs> the virtual shelves. Um, you know what? Also, at these gigs, Paula, people can buy your Poundstones pussy pillows. They can. You know, uh, well, my, my assistant, Wendell, actually makes them. Uh, they are, Because you got uh, gifted with these this 35-pound bag of catnip from Doug Berman, executive producer. I received producer, a wait, box wait, full of 35 pounds of, of catnip. And life gave you catnip, and you're making catnip toys. That is exactly right. They are, uh, I don't know, maybe three by four inch pillows with a cat joke on one side and on the empty side. And by the way, they have a grommet so you can tie a string around it and tug it. And on the other side, the blank side, I'm happy to autograph it to your cat. They're available at my shows and soon. Now, over- as it's, by the time listeners are hearing this, they'll be available on... 
My website. Yes. Yeah. Now, we we understand. I was listening to one of our old episodes the other day, and, I, and it was from last year, 2019, and we promised that the uh, website would be up by January 14th. Yeah. I, now, th- we kind of missed that deadline, but by the time you're hearing this, PaulaPoundstone.com is up, and you can buy Poundstone's Pussy Pillows there. It's not possible that it wouldn't be up It would be then. inconceivable. Yeah. It, yeah. It would have yeah. to be some major cock-up on somebody's part. Now, um... Now, Paula, you do it. There is a grommet on these pillows, right? Yes, there is. Yes. Yeah. So that you can tie a string to it and pull it around and further intrigue your cat. But you don't include the string. I don't include the string. Which is why I warned you that somebody might undercut you just by including the string. And I don't see that happening. As I announced last week, I'm getting into this business a little bit. Oh, uh, are you? No, yes, you're, you're making... Yes, and, and you know, also I find the name Poundstone's Pussy Pillows a little offensive. Uh-huh. So I am announcing... It means kitty. Yeah, well, whatever. I'm announcing Felber's feline fun bags. Oh uh, boy! Yeah, which is basically what happens is you, um, you, you. I buy a Poundstone pussy pillow. Uh huh. I tie a string to it and I sell it for a tiny markup. So if you if you're not liking if you're not liking the Paula Poundstone's pussy pillows because you feel like she's cheaping out on you for the string, you might want to look into getting the Felber's feline fun bags. Sold on my website, adamfelber.com, which will be available the moment that paulapounds.com goes live. Adam, answer the phone. I don't want to. <laughs> Adam, answer the phone. It's a very busy, Paula. Yeah. Just, Adam, answer the phone. Hello. Adam, it's me, Winnie Rose Feynman. Am I the hundredth caller? You're not, Winnie. You're number uh, 15. I have to, I have to win the hundredth call. Hey, hey, Winnie, let me ask you a question. I want to um, hang out with you after the game. It's so important to me. Um, Okay. uh, If I don't win, Adam, I'm going to spin around until I get really dizzy and die. Well, Winnie, number one, you wouldn't die. And number two, don't die. I will. I'll die. Winnie. I do. I will. I just want to spend time with you, Adam. It's so important to me. Winnie, I can't. I really love you. And, um. Uh, what are you doing for Valentine's? Um, what I did for Valentine's, Winnie, I I worry that you're the caller who just called up and sobbed earlier in the show. I don't think so. That wasn't you? Because like earlier in the show, when I was talking about how I was going to have a great Valentine's Day with my wife, and and then Paula asked me, "Are you gonna? Are you? Is there going to be love making that night?" And I was gonna, I was like. Well, of course, Winnie. Of course, Paula. There's going to be love making. My wife and I love each other very much, and having sex is very much part of our life. I gave you my mother's crockpot, Adam. I didn't accept your mother's crockpot, Winnie. My mother is so mad at me. You should take the crockpot back. We haven't had a stew in weeks. <laughs> well, Winnie, that's not my fault. I'm gonna have, I'm, I'm I don't even know where you myself. sent it. I I'm never. Starving myself for you, Adam. I'm starving myself, and I'm spinning around right now. I'm spinning. Winnie, around. stop spinning, I'm Winnie. Spinning. I think you probably do, Winnie. Uh, take care. Bye, Adam. All right, we're 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 gonna be back right after this. <laughs> According to climate scientists, we have nine years and 47 weeks until the Earth begins to become uninhabitable. Sweet. Welcome back, all you nobodies. Hey, Paula. 
Uh, Adam Felber is a French Trump. Oh, look at that. John Bolton, John Bolton, John Bolton. I do not know him. You don't know John Bolton? I do not know John Bolton. He worked around the White House for a little while. He was no one. He'd cut me coffee. John Bolton was 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 your national security advisor. For a minute, for maybe a minute, I never liked him. Oh no, him. he was there for quite a while, and you spoke very highly of him right up until the moment where you fired him. No, 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 I never liked him, and I always tell the truth, Adam Felber. You do? Uh, no, I never liked John Bolton. He's selling a book. That's what he's doing. Is he's selling a book? Uh, yeah. He, he does. He knows nothing of of, of French Trump. Really? And guess what? Anyways, Jumbletown, not and not you, baby, not and not you and more have solved the Middle East problem. Wait, what? Yes, we've solved. We've. Wait, just, I don't. Not and not you, baby, not and not you. Wait, say it again. Baby, not and not you. BB net and not you. Yeah, wait, we have solved the Middle East problem. And what's the solution here? We, uh, we move the whole Middle East to the Northeast. It is now beside Alaska. <laughs> we fixed it, BB. Not you, John Bolton. Wow. Uh, well, French Trump, I'm glad that you, I, I understand that you do have had this peace proposal, but I haven't seen it's peace. It's a peace, is right. It's a peace pr- proposal. My proposal is we move. Me and Bibi Net and Nut, you came up with the idea. It was mostly me. You actually mean you. You actually mean Bibi Net and Yahoo and not you, is what you're trying to say. No, no. Bibi Net and Not You, Jumbleton. You oh evil God, satanic. Such a walrus of a man who was never my national security advisor. No, he definitely was. No, he never was. No, he. No, he never moments was. Moments ago, you were he never he spoke was. to me. I never listened to John Bolton. There's, there's tons of video of you guys talking. No, no. He's sometimes he came in the Oval Affairs, but I hid under my desk. I did not talk to him. Really? Yeah, we. Oui. That's right. I do not. I never knew him. He was only there for a few minutes. No, he was there for for a long time. He he was your national security advisor. I don't remember how many months, but it was quite a while. No, it was a very brief time. I checked my calendar. There it is. He was hardly there. No, he was there for a while, and he, he left in September of 2019, didn't he? Until very recently. Uh, yeah, but he did not start very long ago. That's the thing. It doesn't matter when he ended. He did not start very long ago. He was only there in the blink of an eye. John Bolton was <laughs> I gone. I don't think that's blink, the case. Blink, blink, blink. Adam Felber. You're the only thing, French Trump, that could make me miss our callers is is you, sir. Oh, I will. I love talking to you too, Adam Felber. <laughs> <laughs> well, French Trump, everybody. Thanks for dropping by, and good luck with that uh, Jean Bolton dilemma. Adam, answer the phone! What? Answer the phone! My God, the hundredth caller contest is just taking off. I'm just having the worst night. Hello, Adam. Yes. Am I the hundredth caller? No, Winnie, you were the fifteenth caller, and now congratulations, you're the sixteenth caller. I'm the sixteenth caller. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. As God is my witness, I'm gonna get there. Winnie, I've got some bad news for you. I have to tell you something, Adam. I made I made a heart with Junior Mints, but for you. But when I went to put them into the envelope to mail them to you, they fell off the paper because I didn't glue them down because I didn't want to poison you because that's not the kind of love I have for you. Well, I'm glad that the kind of love you have for me is not the poisoning kind. I would never want to poison you.
Imagine you, Adam Felber. Although I have, so to be much. honest, feared that it could turn that way at a drop no, of a time. <laughs> drop no, of a hat, really. No, don't even say that, Adam Felber. I love you so much. I would never poison you. I, um, if I send you the junior mints, um, and a, and a piece of paper with the shape of the heart on it, can you put the mints on the heart for me? No. Not gonna do that. And I don't want you to send them to me. Winnie, I feel like your affection for me, particularly this as we approach Valentine's Day, is a little bit inappropriate. You said it again! Don't say Valentine's Day! Why not? Adam, I love you so much. I just want to send you a piece of paper with a heart shape and some junior bits. Can I do that? No. You know why? Because my wife wouldn't like it. That's why, Winnie. My wife would not like it if some listener who loves me sent me junior mints and a diagram of how to place them in a heart. Because that would make her uncomfortable. And it would make me uncomfortable, Winnie. So I'm not going to accept it. I have to tell you something. Okay. I saw your wife with Tom Hanks at a hardware store. <laughs> what? I did. I saw them at a hardware store. It was your that wife. That hussy. It was your wife. And that Tom, harlot. Tom Hanks, and he was wearing an Argos sweater vest. <laughs> Just like me. Yeah. I think there's some sick thing that he has about you and your wife. Uh, I'm. Our love is not like that. Winnie, you made that up, didn't you? I didn't. I didn't. You I didn't. saw your wife. Uh, she's like tall. And she was with Tom She's Hanks. not particularly tall. Winnie. And he was She's wearing Okay, it wasn't just it wasn't a sweater vest, it was a it was a cardigan sweater. He was rehearsing for his movie. What? For the Mr. Rogers movie. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. My wife was nowhere near that movie. Your wife was nowhere near that movie? What kind of a thing is that to say? She wasn't on the movie. I didn't say she was on the movie. I said he was rehearsing. He rehearses all the time, even when he goes out without a hussy. <laughs> Even when he goes out, what? With that hussy, I have to go, Adam. Did you just call my wife a hussy? I have to go right now, Adam. You sure do, Winnie. You don't call my wife that. Uh, I'll talk to you later, Adam. I I love you so much. Thank you for using the code word. Code word? (laughs) Winnie? You still there? Oh, Jesus Christ. Adam, I have a cute little cat story for you. Do you? I do. Okay. I have a large metal file cabinet in my living room. And my cat, Luigi, has peed a hole all the way through the front drawer. Wow. Yeah. That's disgusting. He's fine now. I just pet him tonight. He's good. But he peed a hole through it. Yeah. And that's. I don't think it was just once. I think it was repeated peeing on a file I don't find your cute little cat stories cute. (laughs) Yeah, once would be a problem. Yeah. You know, I should have mentioned that to the safe guy. Yeah, yeah. Because maybe Luigi could yeah. be like Luigi, the best slow burn, slow burn cat burglar <laughs> in the world. Slow burn is exactly what we would, would want to call it. Paul, I'm a little disturbed by what's going on with Winnie Feynman. Yeah, she loves you, Adam. Yeah, but she's uh, starting to insult my wife. <laughs> answer the phone, Adam. Answer I, the phone. I, no, 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 no. Adam, answer the phone. Uh, Paula, can you get this one? Uh, uh, no, I don't. And if it's Winnie, I, tell her no, I'm not I, here. No, it's. I don't think it is Winnie. All right. Uh, uh, hello. Uh, hi, Adam. It's uh, me. It's Mac Lapierre. Oh, uh, Mac and Cheese. Am, am I the hundredth call? Yeah, my friends call me Mac and Cheese, and it doesn't bother me. Uh, doesn't Why do your friends call you Mac and Cheese? Uh, because I'm from Wisconsin. And where do you live? Uh, I, I, I live in Wisconsin. So why would your friends call you Mac and Cheese? They all live in Wisconsin, too. Yeah, they're all a bunch of cheeseheads. They, they, you know, we all... <laughs> you know, we, we engage in badinage, uh, oh, Adam. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, about cheese. Uh, um... 
you know. Well, thanks for calling, Mac. Yeah, I think your caller number seventeen. Caller? No, you're number seventeen, man. Number seventeen. Yeah. Oh, I darn wish it. you were a hundred. Darn it, Adam. Darn it. Yeah. You know, like Jesus said, if you spend your Kennedy half on a comic book, your Kennedy half is gone. <laughs> Mac, Jesus never said that. It's in the New Testament. Maybe you didn't read the New Testament. Do you walk with the Lord, Adam? I don't walk with the Lord, but I have read the New Testament a couple of times. Have you? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus didn't. Uh, Jesus predates Are Kennedy. Are you careful half. with your Bible? I don't. It's on a shelf. Yeah. Well, it may be that someone tore a page or two out because Jesus did say that. Uh, just, really, Mac? It's in the New Testament. You know, Which I go book? to church quite. Uh, I go to church quite often. I sing in the uh, cheese choir. Uh, the what, Mac? The cheese choir. The cheese choir. I sing in the cheese choir. Uh, love it, love it. We're doing right What's now. What's a cheese choir, man? Cheese choir. It's a uh, Wisconsinites that are believers, and we sing. Uh, and you choir. call it the cheese we choir raise our because voices in song for the, sure, for, the for the Lord. For the, so we walk with the Lord. Uh, we walk with the Lord. We're doing a reprisal so of you, our you hit. Cook Thank stir you, fries. Jesus, for the cheeses. It's quite popular. Thank Jesus for the cheeses. Yeah, you can't keep the flack away when we sing that. The flack shows up at the church. Gee, Mac, I'd love to hear you sing some of that right now. Uh, Okay. <laughs> well, Mac and Cheese did not want to sing for us, Paula. That's kind of interesting, wouldn't you say? Adam, answer the phone. Really? Yeah. I really have to get home. Hello? Adam, uh, hello? Uh, am I the hundredth caller? You're not. Uh, uh, I knew it. I knew it. See? I knew it. It's a burden. You're caller number 18, I believe. That's a lot that we've had tonight. I uh, knew it. I knew it. Oh, you're Cher it. Ellis or something. I knew. Cher uh, Eva. Cher Eva, Eva, yeah. yeah. I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. Okay, well, uh, thanks for calling. Uh, I'm going to call back, but of course, I knew that. <laughs> Somehow I did too. All right, nobodies. Remember, our email address again is nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. Woo! Uh,. And you can find me and Adam on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, You're and sweating, Twitter. <laughs> and you can find my remarkably soft tri-polyblend t-shirt with a self-portrait on the left breast and a memorable quote on the back at paulapoundstone.com. Oh. Yeah, Whoa, yeah. I am exhausted. Yeah. Was, I mean, the hundredth collar contest has taken off in a way I never thought it would. I yeah, mean, but I have to say, Paula... People are so excited about hanging out with you after the game. Yeah, I gotta say, though, I, and I mean this in the most polite possible way, Yeah, is like, you kind of abandoned me tonight. It was. It's like, you kind of sat back and did fucking nothing, and <laughs> I had to handle the collars and all the puppets. It was just, I, I'm, I'm a little hurt, because like, you know, you didn't take a call. I had to handle Winnie Feynman and Oh, you know what, Adam? What? Answer the phone. (laughs) Answer the phone, Adam. Answer the phone. I know exactly where this is going for. Answer answer the phone. God damn it. Hello? Hey, Adam, it's me, Mike Bobo Bonifat. How did I see that coming, Uh, Mike? Am I the 100th caller? You're not. You're number 19. Boy, you are totally right. You did all the work tonight. That bitch did. Hey, 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 Mike. You did all the work, man. You're, you're goddamn. You got so many you answer the phone calls and you're talking to the people on the show, that show, that weird lady with the the Ruby Satine dress. Now, Mrs. Culpepper, oh, and she's God. a friend of mine too, in yeah, a way, Mike. Yeah, more than you are. Thank you, Adam. Uh, you are. 
You are unbelievable, man. You just do so much. You I know. know. It's no wonder when we hang out, you're kind of really laid back. You know, you just you chug a couple of brewskis and look at chicks with me. I don't and drink beer, nor have I ever hung out with you, Mike. Uh, uh, listen, I got to go, Adam. I got to go. But I just wanted you to know, you were totally right. You did all the work. Like, you're just lazy, 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 lazy. <laughs> you know, I, you know one of the things I noticed when I talked to you? What, what do you notice, Mike? Sometimes I he lied. Yeah, you do, Mike. Yeah. You do. A little bit. I lied. You a create bit. illusions. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, no. My head's fine. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, you know, just make that bitch do some work. <laughs> All right. Remember, everybody, uh, did we mention Instagram and Facebook yet? I can't remember. Yeah, uh, I mentioned it. Instagram right, and great. Facebook. That's you our... and me. You can find me and Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All right. Let's move on then. And, that's... and, 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 and smoke signals. You can find us on smoke signals. And, that's right. And those, those people up in the Alps that blow a horn from one mountain to the other. Like you Alpen can find horns, us on I believe that. You can, you, can, you can write us postcards. You can have shit delivered to us, and we'll deliver shit to you. There's no way you can avoid me and Adam Felber. I feel like I need somebody to pop up from the underbrush with a blow dart to bring you down tonight. <laughs> All right, that's our show. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. It's hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Don't Blow That Thing, Ken Lezevnik, and Tony Nita Hall. Technical direction by Ray Horseman and mixing by Michael Hoagie. Special thanks to tonight's house band, Ryan Gabrinetti. Thanks to our guest, Paul Gordon. Security muscles provided by Tyler, the Studio City Perk. Transcription services for the show provided by Transcribe Me for your special Paula Poundstone discount. Use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. Just do your last bit. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? Oh. Well, try to pitch in next week, will you, Paula? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Sorry, I just wasn't yeah, out there. It's, it's all right. You it's know, all right. Just resting up from the weekend. Watch That's... the games. <laughs> you want to hang out after the game this week? Uh, I can't. I can't call a hundred times. <laughs> Star Bands Avenue, a podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network.